the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Man, I... I, I man, Jeff, I'm a half glass full kind of guy. I, I, my glass is empty after this series. Holy cow. Brewers fall one nothing. In the most frustrating series of the year, uh, I compared it to Hotel California on my Twitter. You know, you, you, you just can't ever leave. You, you can check out anytime you like. But man, the Dodgers took a chunk out of the Brewers' hearts and the fans this weekend, staying up late watching them. And uh, a one nothing loss and a sideburns performance that goes to waste. And I want to talk about Corbin so bad in this first segment, but it's the offense. We have to talk about the offense. And I'm trying to find something good to say about the offense. And I've, I've used this line before on the show before, Jeff. But my mama always said, if you don't get anything nice to say at all, then don't say it. And I'm just going to let you have the floor. Oh, that, that's nice of you. Let me be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I mean, you got to look at the pitching that they that they were running out there. You know, the, the reason the Dodgers win all these games is that they have a system that works, and and even if they're not swinging the bat great, which they didn't tonight, you know, the defense just seems to show up. Right? They have a lot of Gold Glovers everywhere. It seems like that they're not really a one-dimensional team. I mean, there's not many things that they they miss on, and you know, obviously, I think that the Brewers tonight. I mean. Grant, the first two nights, you know, it was kind of a little sleepless performance. But tonight there was a competitive baseball game. It was a playoff-type game. I think they hit like seven or eight balls really hard. Santana's ball, first and second, in that one threat inning. I mean, it was 107 off the bat, and I could have found a hole. So it was one of those ones tonight where I think it was just base uh, uh, bad luck in their hitting. Yeah, but it was bad luck all week. And I, I, I'm just speaking as the fans that are in my mentions right now. And the fear that Brewers fans are having right now of, well, wait a minute, you got swept by the Dodgers, got swept by the Braves, you lost two out of three at home against the Braves, you split a series against the Reds, right? The last four series they've had against teams, and let's go back to the Cubs, 4th of July, right? That's another split, too. Now, they've won a series against the Phillies in Philly, which is good, but they haven't won a series against a team that isn't the Reds, the playoff contender, or the Phillies. That's that's all they've been doing. And they face the top, the class of the National League, and they all they've managed is two wins in their four series against the Braves and the Dodgers. And it all points back to the offense. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And I went on this rant Back in June, when the Brewers got swept by the A's and they lost that tough two-gamer against the Twins, and the Twins are coming to town next week, look, man, take me into that clubhouse meeting. Take me into that flight. Take me into these conversations. Willie Adamas, I see it on Twitter, is already trying to take ownership for this, but uh, quite frankly, it matters what you say in that clubhouse, not to the media. What's happening in that room right now when the offense just isn't there? Well, I mean, let's just you know, flip the calendar back, you know, four days ago where they swept the White Sox. And grant the White Sox are a team that's, you know, in disarray. So they beat up on the teams that they were supposed to. You know, winning at Dodger Stadium is not an easy task. I think last year they pulled out one game by Lauer just pitching incredibly, and they won 2-1. to one. And the other two games, they were kind of blown out of the water. So, I mean, winning at Dodger Stadium is never easy, especially a team that's absolutely white-hot in what they are, you know, and granted, 
you know, the schedule keeps going. I remember Drew Olson was like, wow, you got this tough pitching coming up on this next road trip. And I'm like, Drew, they're on the schedule. Everyone plays the same schedule. So, I mean, this is a tough schedule. It's one of those ones you circle, and then, you know, you just hopefully you can lick your wounds, and, and, and you know, it's going to be a late, late night, late night flight. You know, I can't believe the Dodgers gave them a night game as they're traveling to Texas tomorrow, but that's just the way the schedule works. And they got a tough Rangers team, but they got another great pitcher on the mound, and then we've talked about this all year, right? I mean, it's never going to be sexy as far as the offense goes. You know, the four-run, they got the blueprint, right? They got the four-run. The only concern that I'm seeing, though, is Piams now. Uh, and a little bit in Pagera and just, you know, just that, that slurvy slider. And he, and he gave one to um, uh, Austin Barnes and hit the homer, first homer of the year. And then he also did a little cement mixer to Mookie Betts, too. So, you know, definitely something to take note of. It's it's troubling, and we'll get to Burns and the decision to, to pull him at the time that they did him in the next segment. But uh, in my opinion, this isn't about – Piomps being human in the eighth against Austin Barnes. If you want to talk about luck, I, I give all the credit in the world to Austin Barnes. He's a big league hitter. But it was his first homer of the season. Uh, it's his third extra base hit of the season. And if you're going to hang a slider to anybody, it would be that guy because you think it's not going to hurt you. And he hurts you because he's a big league hitter. But for some reason, <laughs> I'm coming back to the offense. When, when there's a hang and slide on the other side, the Brewers haven't connected with it. And the offense this week, they mustered up nothing, right? And they went 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. The contact play failed again uh, on the Tyrone Taylor with runners on the corners. And, and I'm going back to that sixth inning. The best opportunity the Brewers had to get something going, right? They get base hits to lead off the frame. They have the exact guys they want up. Runners on the corners, nobody out. Contreras, Santana, Freelich. Not a single ball got out of the infield. Not a single ball got out of the infield. The situational offense is gone from this team this week. And it's, I understand the frustration from the fans. That's where you lost the game. Not Piomps with the home run, not getting a run in that sixth inning. No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and it was a strange play, right? Because it went 3 2. And, and, I mean, you, you can say that they didn't get the job done, but both Contreras and Santana both ran the card, ran the counts to three and two. They were long at bats, and Contreras was an eight pitch at bat, and he bounced back to the pitcher. It was strange, and just you know, maybe a little bit of a communication error there, where where um, uh, Yelich was stealing on that pitch, you know, and that basically negates the you know, if he steals the pitch, then it becomes almost a, you know, see the ball through, right? Because then you're trying to stay out of the double play well. There's not going to be a double play now that Yelich is running in that play. So that, that changes the dynamics of the situation because now uh, Freeman's got to play up. You know, he's playing in, and that ball was hit 107. That ball might be probably his by him, and it's two runs for a double. So there's little things that you go inside the box for that don't really show up, but it showed up tonight when Taylor ran on a contact play, even though Yelich was stealing the base. And also, I'll give the Brewers credit, man. They're consistent. They always have the contact play on. They live and die with the contact play, and... I, I, there's actually numbers that support this on Baseball Reference. Somebody asked me uh, a week ago or so, how many times have the Brewers been thrown out at home? Uh, it has to lead the league. They're practically league average. And also, uh, as far as the advancing a runner from third with less than two outs, they're also a little worse than league average. So this is happening everywhere else. We're living in a microscope. It feels worse because the offense doesn't score runs in other ways. The home runs have gone dry lately. And the offense doesn't have a lot of genuine pop. Like Sal Freelich 
back in the cleanup spot today. He had a good day at the plate, reaching base three times, a pair of walks and a single, a couple of stolen bases for him too. But I'm going to be real too. Sal Freelich's not a cleanup hitter. And that's what this team, they're putting their best hitter, their most consistent hitters at the top of the order because that's what they have to do. They're hoping to spark something. Willie Adamas takes the collar tonight, 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, including the game ender. I don't know how much longer the Brewers can live with Freelick in the cleanup spot, Adamas batting fifth if they want to keep the Reds and the Cubs at bay because it's now a two-game lead. Uh, it's just you kind of dealt with the cards you have. I, I would say that Yelich has been so good in that leadoff spot. You just kind of hate to take your best player out of that spot and flip it and create a little bit more of a power source in that three hole, and then you stagger it. Because you know, Sal to me looks more like a leadoff hitter. You know, he takes a lot of pitches, kind of in that Brett Gardner type role uh, with a little bit of little bit of ump in the bat. But you know, he's probably not going to scare uh, major league staffs when you're when you're putting him in the four hole. It's it's just an odd offense. Right now, and before we go to break, eight five five six one six one six twenty. I just kind of want to, I want to get the Keston here a conversation out of the way because it, it happens nightly on the text line and in my tweets. Keston Hira, here's the argument, and here's the game that you have to play, and the dance you have to do with Keston Hira. This is what the Brewers have to dance with and have to figure out if they want to do here. Okay, if look at tonight, Corbin Burns started. That means William Contreras is going to be the DH because Victor Caratini is Corbin's catcher. They've got a rapport together. Corbin likes him. I got no problem with that. That means Contreras is going to DH. You're going to take Contreras out of the lineup for Keston Hira? I'm not. Okay, so you're going to put Carlos Santana's glove out of the lineup and put Keston at first? I'm not. Then you've also got Rowdy Telez coming back. Who are you going to play at first base more than behind Santana? Rowdy or Keston? It's going to be Rowdy. And then if Rowdy keeps hitting like he's been hitting the last couple of days in AAA, his bat has more of a proven MLB track record. Granted, Rowdy hasn't hit a home run since May in the big leagues. This is the dance we all have to play with Keston Hira. I'm not opposed to bringing him up, but there's not a lot of at-bats available for him. No, I, I, it's funny because you always bring him up, and I think we've been bringing this guy's name up since May, and I know he got hurt a little bit in there. Uh, it's one of those ones, I just think that the, the, the way the Brewers are built, they're built around their pitching, they're built around their bullpen, and they're built around saving runs, like run prevention. You know, I mean, granted, you know, they've had a, a big, big hole in the lineup as far as, you know, against left-handed pitching, but at the same time, the, the defense must just not be up to par to where um, they're just going to use them in the D8 spot. It's, it's a weird year with the offense. There's a little bit of time to fix it. A little, not a lot. There's a little. And you are who you are at this point. It's not surprising. (laughs) There's 40 to go. Buckle up, man. It ain't going to get any easier from here down the stretch. I'm going to get to these texts, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With the local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving local businesses here in the area for 15 years, offering expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Another segment with Jeff. Let's finally talk a little bit about Corbin Burns and address these texts as well. Stay with us. Bruce Extra Inning. Innings. Okay, I got one more note about the offense here 
With Jeff Cirillo, I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers Extra Innings late night if you're up with us or if you're catching it on the podcast feed on Brewers All Access. The uh, run support for Corbin Burns. That'll lead us into this segment. Corbin Burns over his seven starts here in the second half. One run, four runs, zero runs. One run, three, one, five, zero. That's an average of just over two runs per game, and Corbin's ERA during that stretch is 2.22. He's doing his end of the bargain. He can't help it if the offense isn't doing it. But, man, Corbin Burns, he tried to put the team on his back today. I was so impressed with him today because that first inning was shaky, Jeff. And what did you see to get him out of that first inning and to go on a roll for the rest of this game? Well, you know, I mean, he just, he just relies on that cutter so much. It's kind of his bread and butter. It kind of gets him back in his lane. Uh, but tonight, I mean, he's, I mean, he faced a great team that not only is a great team, but a great team that's been very hot, you know, one through nine. And, you know, he's able to keep, you know, although Betts got two more hits and Freddie Freeman drew a couple walks, you know, it seems like uh, he, he kept them in, in bay and kept them in the ballpark. So to me, Corbin Burns is just one of those guys. And I think that, that we alluded on it. You know, that first half was not really him. You know, maybe psychological about being a little bit injured. But for me, these guys, um, you know, they get to their numbers. The special players get to their numbers, and that's exactly what he's doing. He so tonight he gets nine strikeouts. He had two walks, seven shutout innings with just two hits allowed, zero extra base hits. He was awesome. He was tremendous, and he got out of that first inning after allowing the first two batters to reach, and I tweeted, oh, no, he hasn't felt his cutter yet. I mean, the cutter wasn't really moving at all. It wasn't doing much. Then the second inning, it clicked. He got things going, and I I know some folks are critical that he was pulled at 98 pitches and that this this generation's too soft. Uh, They don't throw 100 pitches. Look, Corbin, for one, did his job. Seven shutout innings against maybe the second-best lineup in the National League, only behind the Braves. Okay, he did his job. If this was a 2 nothing game, you would have pulled him out too. But it was a nothing nothing game, and he can't control that. Number two, Yoel Piams had him pitched in five days. He's a key piece. You trust your bullpen. I trust the bullpen. And he put a hanging slider to Austin Barnes, and he hit a home run. Okay, it happens. But I, I do that move 100 times out of 100, Jeff. Yeah, it, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. I think that they're trying to keep him under 100 pitches. You know how valuable he is for the rest of the season, not just this start. But it's one of those ones. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the, I mean, look, if the Brewers were were fighting, and the, you know, they're still, I think, nine games over. I'm not quite sure what the record is going after this one. But at the same time, you know, you see Craig Council. There's no panic there. There's a they have they have a plan. Clamps had pitched in five days, which sometimes is good and sometimes is bad, obviously, because those relievers, they like to get up. They like to get their burn. Um, so, for me, I think it was one of those ones. I think you go to Burns and you ask him, you know, how you feeling? And then just, or you don't, because then usually the pitcher will say, I'm good. I want to stay in. Um, so, sometimes you just take it out of their hands. Uh, I think he did that earlier in Minnesota. I think that they lost that one. But um, same thing, cause I think we are, <laughs> there was argument about it as well. But it's a long season, and they need this guy, uh, not only for the regular season, but they're going to need him in the playoffs. Yeah, and I also want to bring up that he was facing 8-9-1, and one, so you would think he can handle Enrique Hernandez and Austin Barnes, but he would have to face Mookie Betts a fourth time, who'd already had a hit in this game, then Freddie Freeman, if anybody had gone on, and then things get tense, things get loud, you're bringing in a reliever in that situation. I'm t- Again, I am totally fine with that. It's not Corbin or Council's fault that it was a 0-0 game, because you do that if it was a 2 nothing game. You do that if it was a 1-0 game. 
It was the offense again tonight. But Corbin has been awesome in the second half. And again, I, I, I hate to bring up the arbitration case. And everything that happened in February and everything that went down and the arrival to camp and all the, the negativity that came around from his arbitration case, arbitration sucks. It's never a fun process to go through, especially when you lose your hearing. But the Brewers accused Corbin Burns of being a reason why they missed the playoffs last year. He's going to be a reason why they're still in the hunt at this point right now with maybe seven more starts to go. He's put the team on. I've been so impressed of him turning around his season and getting things going in the right direction. I would agree. And, you know, definitely there was a hangover effect of that, that case. You know, I know when see your bad news. And, you know, especially when you go with your star players, you don't want to go to arbitration, right? Because you don't want to have to basically, you know, plead your case of why he shouldn't make what he does. But to your point, I mean, uh, this is a guy that, that's put the team on his back and, you know, all the, the stuff, the minutia that goes on behind the scenes with the business part of this game. Uh, he, he's, he's doing what, what, what Cy Young guys do and what number one starters do. So, Pioms, you brought it up briefly. You know, sometimes it's too little, sometimes it's too much of waiting five days to use him. The Brewers didn't really have an opportunity to use him. And also, I mean, I, you got to remember, Pyops and Piguero, this is the most these guys have ever been used in a season. And Craig Council's been trying to find ways to give them breathers. Now, he'd like to give them breathers in wins, of course, but the Brewers hadn't been winning the last few days. And the fact is, the relievers are fickle. It's... Five days without feeling your game adrenaline and your game rush, there's a difference. You ask any pitcher, there's a difference between throwing competitive bullpens or throwing a live A-B to actually walking out of a road bullpen and getting ready to go in a 0-0 game. Your pitches are going to react differently. Your fingers are going to feel differently. And for five days, sometimes that's the difference of the game. And tonight, it certainly was. That, that, you're exactly right. I mean, there's many times, and especially later in my career, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of mapping the game out, right? So the first four or five innings, you know, the middle reliever, the long reliever, you know, the, the guys, if you're losing the game, you know, those guys are ready to go, right? And then the, the last part of your bullpen, you know, you're stacked into the end of the game bullpen, your winning bullpen, um, you know, they're, they're joking around joking for the first five innings. But then those last four innings, you know, it starts getting awfully quiet down there for those guys because they know they're starting to prepare for the game. And so when you don't get into that game, even though there's a situation that might call for it, you're, you're ready to go, right? It's like a rain delay. It's like the game's, the game's not called. You know, you're ready to play at, at a minute's notice. So sometimes when you don't get that burn in for five days, it's actually more tiring than actually pitching in, in a couple games in a row just for the fact that there was no release to, um, to get to that game. Let me read some of these texts with you while you're on the line. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. There's some real ones in here. So be, so just want to give everybody their voice here for a second. Uh, the Hoping Adamas can plug through this slump. He is such a fan favorite. It seems like something is brewing with him. Can't take one out of three against the mighty Dodgers, and the Brewers may not have any business being in the playoffs. I, I disagree with that, but hey... I get it. They had a struggle here. That one from Ginny in Vernon. Uh, one from Mike in Colorado. Another base running mistake ends in a rundown. Cost the crew a key run. I don't think it was a mistake because it would have been a double play and they had the contact play on. It turned out to only one out there, Mike. I, they live and die by the contact play. You can agree or disagree with it, but that was the play they wanted to do in that situation. 
Uh, Tyrone should have stuck with the bunt. At least the runner would have gotten to second instead of the Dodgers getting a double play. I- I'm not opposed to that. I would have loved to try to do something new there. Uh, and wrong choice to take out Burns just explained the reason why we are okay with taking him out. Aaron in Illinois, that's truly a tough one. Can't get a better start than what Burns gave you. Even though Lynn has been better lately, he still entered the game with an ERA over 5. Somehow you got to find a way to push across a couple of runs. Brewers are now 2-10 and ten against the other NL division leaders. Not going to get easier tomorrow against the lefty and the Rangers. I mean, shoot, yeah, you're right. It, the Rangers tomorrow. I mean, a three-game series in Texas. Really good offense. You're facing Andrew Haney tomorrow. Shoot, man, it's a gut punch. But it, I, and again, I, I'm pouring some water back in that half glass, half full glass here, Jeff. This is it's a gut punch to face the Rangers back to back after the Dodgers. But maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's a spark. Maybe it's a, a chance to finally say, okay, get yourselves off the deck and go. And you win this series on the road. There's a little bit of mojo again. There's a little bit of belief. It's not going to be easy. But this is going to be a quiet flight. Everyone's going to be asleep from L.A. to Arlington. But if you just sometimes find a way, man, to take two out of three from a really good team like the Rangers, that creates momentum. Yeah, right. And it's another left-handed starter that they're going to go against, right? So it's not an easy task against a team that, that has huge aspirations for the playoffs, and they haven't been in this situation for a while. So it'll be a rowdy rowdy night, right? I mean, it's going to be a Friday night, and so it'll be a big crowd, left-handed pitcher. But you know, the Woodruff's back on the mound, and like I told you before, you know, when you walk into that into that clubhouse and the lineups up, and I'm sure Council's got the lineup up super early, and you see that every day that you, you send a guy that you that, that's a horse on the mound, and you feel good about your chances for that game. So it, it all starts and stops with that guy on the mound. It's going to be a very very rocking crowd. Down there in Arlington. We got one more segment with Jeff Cirillo, 855 616 1620. If you're up late with us, 855 616 1620. Stay with us. Difference making moment coming up next, right here on WTMJ. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help out today. Brewers fall 1 0, 855 616 1620. We're with Jeff Cirillo. Uh, in a one nothing game, you can go a couple of directions for our difference-making moment segments. And, uh, Jeff, you have the floor tonight first. I'm going to go with the uh, the first and third situation. Yelich um, goes on the 3-2 pitch. You know, at that point, uh, it, it becomes just instinctively in your brain. I know you're, you have the contact play on, but instinctively in your anything, uh, if you get the steal, if you see him go, you know, then it becomes basically that that ball's got to see through. I think it really hurt the Brewers because I think that, that Santana's at bat. I think that that bullet that he hits to Freeman, who's back now, uh, I think that that ball gets by him for two RBIs. I, I agree entirely. And Freeman made a great play. And it's it, it snake bitten luck. I, luck always levels out in the end. But man, this series just felt like it was playing against a tilted table and a craps table. But my my pick is a little different than usual. It, it's not necessarily a moment, but just. A spot in the order, Willie Adamas taking the collar, uh, going 0 for 4 with four strikeouts tonight, uh, a, a golden sombrero from him, as we say. The Brewers had five strikeouts tonight. He had four of them. And I feel for Willie, the slump is brutal. He's wearing it. You could see it on his face. The smile is gone. And everything's just tight right now. Everything is just squeezing sawdust out of the bat right now from everybody in this line, even the guys that have been constant contributors, right? Like 
Yelich and Contreras and Freelich, they're having some struggles at the plate. And the double plays, nobody can shake them. It's, it's a rough week of baseball for the Brewers, and yet it, it feels like Murphy's Law. Everything that could have gone wrong this week went wrong, and yet here they are. They lost a game and a half in the standings. They're two games up with 40 games to go. Looking ahead, looking forward, there's six more head-to-head games with the Cubs. You still control your fate coming up here head-to-head with them. You've already won the series with the Reds. There's no reason to abandon Chip yet. The Brewers can certainly find a way. Now, is it going to be with a one nothing win? Maybe. But there is still an opportunity in front of them to win this division outright against the Cubs or the Reds. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's any sort of panic. I mean, and for talking about a brutal week, they're still they still went three and three, and they're they're three and three on a on a on a road trip, right? So they're still in a good good position. You know, every time you go five and four on a road trip, you feel pretty good about it, especially against you know two teams that you know have arguably had a chance to have chance to make the World Series. With Adamas, you know, just being in that situation where you're struggling, and then you you have the spotlight on you where you're over four, and there's only five checkups in the game. And you have four of them. Um, it's one of those ones, you know, I know we got a, a two-day off, kind of a what they call in the business, kind of a good, solid, fundamental benching just to kind of watch the games. But for me, you know, you drop them in the order as deep as you can, but, you know, the Brewers lineup, isn't. it's not like it's just getting extended. But for me, it looks like he's just got a super early hip, and uh, it's kind of ca- calling him to cast the ball. And so you see on those sliders, he's just in and out with his swing, and the bat's not staying through the zone at all. The difference-making moment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. And I'm going to say one more thing with you, Jeff, and I know you agree with me on this, and this is where the connection from ex-big leaguer to fan comes in. I will never, ever, 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 ever complain about making a playoff appearance. Ever. For the fans that are in my mentions saying, this team shouldn't even make the playoffs, forget it, I don't want to make the playoffs anymore, go home. (laughs) We don't want you here. Because every single player in that clubhouse wants to make the playoffs, no matter what. There's money on the line here, dog. And I'm looking at this lineup, and it's struggling right now. But you cannot tell me there's not a single guy in that clubhouse, a single coach, a single analyst that does not want to make the playoffs. If you as a fan don't want to make the playoffs, you can't be a sports fan. That's not how this works. Jeff, uh, You got this is the point. You play to win the game. I'm doing a Herm Edwards bit here. Save me from myself before I say something stupid. Get in the playoffs. Good things can happen. You only remember the playoffs, not one nothing shutouts against the Dodgers. You're right. I mean, it's just three games, and, and like I said, you know, they already just swept the White Sox. So, forty games left. It's it's not a sprint. You know, those guys still don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, when they start doing like little fantasy football, and you start seeing the little NFL guys running around, then you see a light at the end of the tunnel. Then it starts getting a little bit more serious. You know, as far as the Brewers go, they are a playoff team. They play great defense. They have a great starting pitching. They've got a great bullpen. It's just a matter of the offense. It's, it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of a rinse and repeat, right? You know, they score four runs, they win the game. They, they score two runs, they win the game here tonight, and they get it done. But Jeff Cirillo, appreciate you, as always, for joining us on the show, and uh, we'll holler at you uh, against the Rangers tomorrow. Sounds good. All right, get some rest, Jeff Cirillo. I see you guys on the phone line. I'm going to take a quick break, get to you here. Calvin and James waiting patiently. I'll get to you guys here coming up after the break right here on WTMJ.
Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you're staying up late with us. Live on WTMJ. No more late night games for now, though. Uh, back to the Central Time Zone tomorrow against the Rangers. A 7.05 first pitch from Globe Life Field. Calvin has been waiting through the break from New Berlin. Calvin, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Don. Thanks for taking my call, man. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I think I can speak for every Brewers fan and, and yourself when, you know, when you say it's it's frustrating to to stay up for these late games. And tonight, you know, kind of the tip of the iceberg, you, you, you see a gem of a start from Corbin going to the seventh and toss a shutout and ample opportunities to score runs. And you, and you come up empty. So I can understand where, you know, where the people in your mentions are coming from when they say that they're, that they're frustrated. And then um, I agree with you that the statements that they should make the playoffs are a little bit far-fetched, but you know, I think that the good news is, is that, you know, like you and Jeff have been talking about, there's still 40 games of baseball to be played where, you know, you can get these stinkers of, of, of ball games out of the way and, you know, there's still time to figure things out, right? I mean, we, we've seen what this what this lineup can do, what the bullpen can do, and what the rotation can do, and it's not like this is a team that is uh, not capable of stringing together another great series of wins and en route to a, to a playoff berth. I mean, uh, this is a team that's still in first in the division for, for good reason, and, you know, all it takes is is one really good ball game for them to, you know, to kind of find their swagger. I know, you know, you guys talked about Willie's kind of not his chip herself, and that's, you know, that's really sad to see. But, again, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, they know what they need to do. Obviously, tonight they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. That's kind of been uh, the epitome for them over the course of the season. But, you know, all it takes is, is one. I know it's kind of cliche, but I think that's one of the most well-known sayings in sports is all it takes is one good ball game for you to feel better about yourself. And, you know, you just got to take it one game at a time. It doesn't get easier, like you guys have said, with, with Texas. But, um, you know, the Brewers are, again, I think that's the biggest thing. They're still in first place. And, you know, you just put this rough series behind you and put the, put the, put the nose down and, and grind it out and try and figure things out going forward. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the optimism there, Calvin, here on the show. When it comes to the Brewers and the feeling of this, like it, there's, it's got to come, it's got to come, is because uh, imagine if you was reversed, right, and if you were the Reds right now, knowing you don't have the season series on the team you're chasing. And also the, the fact is, let's be real, the Brewers have the season series against the Reds. They still can win the season series against the Cubs, and the last three games of the year are head-to-head against the team that's going to be facing them or chasing that could be a blessing or a curse but the point is you can still control this even if you find yourself two games back heading into the last three games of the season you can still sweep and get in right uh, there's so much that's going to happen just buckle up it is not going anywhere right now for the crew get back to the phone lines 855-616-1620 again 855-616-1620 James from the South Side, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, it was a nice uh, performance by Cor- uh, Corbin Burns tonight, but too bad he, we couldn't have won. The th- my question is, with uh, Jesse Winker going to be uh, not played and, and uh, Rowdy coming on up, and after Labor Day you're going to add one more player, are we going to add a position player or are we going to add a, a pitcher to the uh, to the uh, bullpen or, or starting, ro- uh, starting um, what do you call it, rotation there? So the uh, the roster actually spans to two players, 28. You can add one of each, one reliever okay. or starter, 
or position player. So you get one of each. You're just limited to 14 pitchers still uh, here. But you do get to go to 28 on September 1st. I could, I mean, I, I could see if Blake Perkins is healthy, it could be him. Uh, remember, he's on the IL with an oblique right now. Um, remember, if Keston here gets called up, there needs to be a corresponding move on the 40-man roster. And that leads me to this. Jesse Winker. I, I I think we've seen our last game of Jesse Winker at the plate. Uh, he's been he he's beginning a, a rehab assignment, from what I understand. Here uh, in High A ball, uh, he's just double checking here the uh, the numbers here. He's played in two games with the T Rats. Uh, he's two for six with them with a double. So uh, it's a big leaguer facing High A pitching. I'm not looking into the numbers too much, but I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't see where Jesse Winker fits back in. I really don't. I'd be completely flabbergasted if he comes back into this lineup because, like we explained the situation earlier, if Corbin Burns is on the mound, Contreras is going to be your DH. If any, if Contreras is behind the plate and Rowdy comes back healthy, he's probably going to be your DH. Or if you're facing a left-handed pitcher, Canna's probably going to be your DH. So I, I don't see where there's room for Winker. I really don't. So if you cut Winker, then you can put Keston back on the 40-man. But then again, there's not many at-bats for a DH. and it, 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 These are the decisions being weighed by the front office right now. But I appreciate the call there, James. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, part of the program is brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. It's their end-of-summer sales event. Save up to $2,000 on a qualifying Dyken furnace or AC unit. That's through the end of the month. Schedule your appointment today and view all of their promotions at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. I want to address this text, and this is how we're going to close this segment. I don't normally go there in air quotes, but let, let me let me read this text. Why doesn't any bring, anybody bring up to the point that Mark Adonacio didn't spend a dime this past year in free agents or any trades at the trade deadline. He picked up two players, both hitting 235. Big deal. How do you expect to win when nobody that can hit Doug? Okay, batting average is dead. I don't give a damn about batting average. It, it, there's other advanced metrics for the Pisans that the Brewers go after stuff. Brian Anderson started off hot. He's cooled off. You're absolutely right about that. Do you want Hunter Renfro instead right now? Go look at his numbers right now. Pretty much the same hitter. Everyone was mad about that trade. Same hitter. It, it hasn't worked out for Renfro with the Angels. Uh, Winker didn't work out. But neither did Colton Wong. So they got rid of him too, and they brought back a piece in Abraham Toro. No one likes to talk about the fact that you're excited about the rookies in Terang, and Weimer's been cold lately, but Weimer, when he arrived, Garrett Mitchell being hurt is, is something that needs to be brought up over and over and over again. Garrett Mitchell's a dynamic player. Garrett Mitchell's an up-the-middle type player. And him getting hurt, being out for the year, a mix of speed and power that you would love to have in this order right now. And you thought you were fine with Willie at short, Rowdy at first, you know, power positions with the years that they had last year, and nobody could have seen this coming. The fact that Willie Adamas, as bad as it's been here in the second half, still leads the team in home runs with 18, tells you everything you need to know about this offense right now. It's not one guy. It's it's a collective thing. And I, I wonder what the Brewers are going to do. And if you want to bring up Mark Ananas, if you want to bring up the owner, he had a front row seat tonight. He saw his team front row tonight at Dodger Stadium. And we're not making this a stadium podcast. We're not talking about all that with the money and are they going to move? What's the legislature going to do? I'm not getting I'm, – I'm a sports guy. And I don't like sticking to sports for other reasons. But with everything happening – 
ballpark related, Brewers related, the animosity from ownership or from fans to ownership. For me, as an outsider, I'm just going to be real with y'all. Well, I'm not from here, didn't grow up here. I'm learning about everything in Milwaukee. I struggle to understand why the guy that has brought sustained success for the first time in this organization's history, I will repeat that, for the first time in this organization's history, and you guys are complaining about the fact that they're two games up in the Central in August on August 18th. It's past midnight. What? Miss me with that. I, no, miss me with that. I, I don't want to make this a money thing, but let's be real. Milwaukee's population has been dropping, and it is aging. Number two, inflation. It costs more to do anything these days, okay? If you want to build a stadium, it's not easy to do. Moving the team, there's a lot of politics involved there, too. None of this has to be answered tonight. But the team's good. The team is good. They had a bad week and a half. The team is good. Good things happen when you get into the postseason. And know what else happens when you get to the postseason? You make money. Let it happen, okay? This isn't on Adonacio. The offense is struggling. The offense is bad. Maybe we see a change in the offseason. I don't know. The point is, there's 40 games to fix it. And it's not going to be suddenly a Braves offense where they're scoring 10 runs a night. But, like Jeff said on his way out, you score four runs, five runs a game, you're going to win probably 90% of those games with this pitching staff. Crazy good pitching staff. We're not even talking about the fact the Brewers gave up one run to the Dodgers. One. It's the offense. It's all the offense. Everything's going good when the offense is good. Got a lump in my throat, man. I'm just kidding. We're fine. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council. Short and sweet coming up next. Getting ready to wrap up the program here shortly. Stay with us. WTMJ. Brewers fall one nothing. We're ranting tonight, but it's all good. Game tomorrow, the Texas Rangers are going to be coming, or uh, the Brewers are headed there. Hopefully they're uh, on the bus by now uh, and headed to LAX to get on to Arlington. Probably land sometime around, I don't know, 3, 4 a.m. hopefully, if uh, things go according to plan. But it's going to be a long night. Hopefully uh, you can sleep sitting and uh, enjoy some... uh, some airplane food, you know, and get your way back to Arlington and getting ready for the game. 7.05 first pitch. We are on the air at 6.30 for the on-deck show, and or 6.35, I should say, and we'll be with you 7.05 first pitch tomorrow, 3.05 first pitch Saturday. I've got a warm-up for you starting at 2 on Saturday, and then on Sunday, coverage will begin at 1. No warm-up, just straight to the game. At 135. Uh, the Rangers are really darn good. They are the class of the American League now. Uh, they are leading the AL West. The Astros nipping at their heels. By the way, the Brewers won a series against the Astros. Y'all conveniently forget that sometimes. But the Brewers are going to have their hands cut out, or work cut out for them with the offense. Their bullpen is a little shaky at times. They've got to roll the shabbin. They struggle getting to him sometimes. But they can hit, man. They can certainly hit, and you're going to see Max Scherzer on Sunday. Haney tomorrow, Dunning on Saturday, Scherzer on Sunday. The Brewers are going to counter tomorrow with Brandon Woodruff, and then on Saturday with Freddie Peralta. 
And then on Sunday, it should be uh, Adrian Hauser if they follow things like they did with the uh, flipping of the, the uh, starters. And they will go with Hauser on Sunday. And then the off day Monday, which means Miley would get the start against the Twins with an extra day of rest on Tuesday. And then you're right back to Corbin Burns on Wednesday uh, against the Twins. So that's what's coming up ahead here for the crew. Pulling up the uh, Craig Council comments here now as the Brewers fall short and sweet. Let's hear what the uh, manager had to say this evening after a a tough, well-pitched game for both sides. Here's Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, probably just juices flowing pretty good in the first inning. And, um, but he, you know, he, he worked out of it and um, with some really good pitches. And then, you know, it got a little better in the second. And then it just kind of took off, I thought, and he was he was great. Those last, especially the last four innings, was was just outstanding. So, um, seven great innings in a in a, in a big environment it was it was great to see. When he's able to get strikeouts with all of his pitches, like he was tonight, I mean, is that just him locked in? And- yeah, I mean, you know, the, so the so the curveball and the changeup, that's kind of what got going, I thought, and then he started started doing a really nice job with both those pitches and and. Um, you know, with, and you, you combine that with the fast, the cutter, and it's it's a lot to handle. Barnes, perhaps the most least likely guy to do what he did tonight. Uh, yeah, we just, you know, for Yoel just threw a backup slider and stayed in a bad spot, and he put a good swing on it. Still just giving up one run, though. I mean, you got to look at the offense after a game like that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, I thought Lance, Lance Land pitched well. Um, you know, and, and it was kind of a series again where, you know, we didn't create a lot of opportunities, and some of the ones we did, you know, we probably, you know, a little base running mistake with Tyrone. was tough play, but um, and then the, then the line out right after that, unfortunately. So obviously, we, you know, not scoring is a pretty tough way to win. Can you explain on that kind of tough play? Do you mean like so? Yelly took off. So you know, without Yelly going, Yelly run, running, and then. Then it's then it's you got to make it be by the pitcher. With without Yelly running, then staying out of the double play, you know, or not having them turn a double play is more value. With, with the offense, Craig, how much of that too was just you know, credit to their pitching, but also they played great defense this series as well. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. They did. I mean, it, it felt like we hit the ball to the edge of their range quite a bit, and, and they made the play. We're all the offense. Um, to be in mid August, still searching for some answers. But that, you know, how would you characterize just the offense where it is right now? Well, we 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 had a tough series. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't think it means anything going forward. We had a tough series, um, and um, you know, we didn't score enough runs this series to to win games. Score runs. That's the whole point of it. And yeah, I do want to correct myself there. I, I think I read that wrong with the Tyrone Taylor stuff. I want to correct myself on that. Put a hand up on misreading that play. I totally missed that Yelich was running on that play. And yeah, it, it wasn't so much a contact play, but more of a a Tyrone Taylor needs to read that the pitcher is re- receiving that baseball. If it gets past the pitcher, you try to score. But with Yelich running. Yeah, you need to read that play. If he wasn't running, 
then it's like, all right, well, at least you kept yourself out of the double play. So I want to put my hand up on that. I got that wrong. I misread that. But Jeff brought it up, and council clarified it there as well. So uh, we got. I see the phone lines lining up. Get right back to you here in just a second. Thanks for staying up with us up against the break. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Take a breather. Come back with more on WTMJ. Coming up. Sage in bloom. Brewers fall one nothing. It's one of those nights. Uh, I've been saying enough, so let's get back to the phone lines. Randy, you're staying up late with us out in Racine. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks, Tom, for taking the call. Hey, uh, it was a great night as far as uh, there's nothing like listening to a game with a great pitcher's duel going on, but it proofs in the pudding tonight that it only takes one run to win the game. And when you have a pitcher up there pitching his guts out, and then you have a guy, uh, two guys come up, you got one on third and one on first, and the Brewers do what they always do, and they swing, swing, swing. And my, my point is is the coach calls that, doesn't he, what he wants the, the batter to do. Now, what is wrong with a bunt? If he bunts and it's not a great bunt, the guy on third can just stay there. And the, and, and the guy goes to second, he's got a great – He's got an opportunity to get to second. Maybe the guy gets thrown out at first, but you have a guy on second and third with one out. When you swing, anything can go wrong. It can be a double play. It can Anything can go wrong. I do not understand. Uh, I think it was three, three and a half weeks ago, one of the fellas hit a triple. Uh, first guy up to bat hit a triple, got on third base, no outs, and, and they did the same thing. Swing, swing, swing. So I, I lay this one at – council's feet why does the coach not call a bunt uh, i'll i'll counter you here randy i'm not trying to bring you down here my friend but william Contreras is better at hitting a fly ball than he is at bunting a ball i'm, I'm just being dead serious and my rant with that inning was the problem that went down was they didn't get a ball out of the infield that was my qualm with that inning you get a ball out of the infield you get a ball airborne you get a sacrifice fly Put the ball in play, good things normally happen, but the fact that the Brewers didn't get a ball out of the infield was the flaw. I'm not asking William Contreras to bunt. I'm not asking Carlos Santana to bunt. And with two outs, I'm not asking Sal Freelich to bunt. It's where you are in the lineup. We saw Tyrone Taylor squared, decided not to bunt. He ended up getting a couple of knocks tonight. I'm not asking William Contreras to bunt, that's all. Okay, what about, uh, it just seems that this is what they do. They don't. Uh, the other night, the team they were playing against got a bunt, and the guy, they loaded the bases with that bunt. Nobody was out. And the other night, like I said, three weeks ago, when the guy was on, uh, I don't know who was next up to bat. You may be right. The player may be not have been a good bunter. But the guy gets on third, no outs, and they don't get him home. There's, there's, I, know, I, I, right. I, listen, I listen for the enjoyment of the game, and there's more to the game than just swinging. Swing, right. swing, right. swing. Sometimes they have sometimes they have three balls, no strikes, and what do they do? All they got to do is stand there for three more strikes, and they get a, a base, and they get maybe two or three guys on base. No, swing, 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 and then the guy hits into a double play. All he's got to do is stand there. It just seems like the Brewers, their mode, their method is just swing, swing, swing. And for me, tonight's game was was awesome. It was great to listen to the pitchers, and they pitched their guts out. And it just seems like they, there's more to the game than just swinging. Well, uh, I'd say that the Dodgers swung, and they got the one big swing. They got the one hit 
Okay, they got the hit. You swing. You get a ball out of the infield, and that inning's completely different. They didn't get a ball out of the infield because they were swinging. Again, with the bunts, this team, it's an organizational thought of that. They don't believe bunts are going to help, and it all depends on the lineup again. And I don't remember. I think you're thinking of the Bryce Terang triple, but that came with two outs. Um, that was right before we got sent down. But the point is, no, there was there was no outs. It was a triple. He was the first guy up. There were no outs, and they didn't get him home at all. He, he right. I know, Randy, Randy, Randy. Stay with me, man. This team doesn't bunt, and if you're asking them to do something to do something they haven't been doing all year. You're putting themselves in a situation that doesn't breed success. Their success is lifting the ball, getting it out of the infield. It's situational hitting. They didn't situationally hit, and that was the problem with that. I'm not going to have the bunt argument for tonight or depending. If it was Tyrone Taylor or Bryce Terang, let's talk about it. But tonight, I'm over it. I'm not not talking about the bunts anymore. Appreciate your call, Randy, but the game... The other team swung and they hit a home run with the nine hitter who hadn't hit a home run all year. You tell them that guy to bunt? Come on. Let's go to break. Randy and Racine, if you're still listening, I'm sorry, man. I'm just cranky. It's late. They scored no runs. I understand what the argument you're trying to make. Want to see something different. Definition of insanity. I understand it completely. But tonight's case didn't make sense. Uh, I, I don't. This team just doesn't bunt. They don't. And. That's an organization thing, right? Uh, I'm not going to go ask LeBron James to try to hit a, a, a baseball, and that's a dumb comparison, but it's 1 a.m., and we're talking about bunting in a one nothing game with the two three four hitters. So I got cranky. Sorry, Randy. It's all good. I mean what I said, though, so it is what it is. Uh, Brewers and Rangers tomorrow sleep fast. We back out here 6.35, uh, or excuse me, 6.30 coverage tomorrow. For a 7.05 first pitch back in the central time zone. Andrew Haney against Brandon Woodruff. I'm sure Big Woo is going to have a lot of family uh, in attendance not far from Mississippi. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Big Woo on the mound tomorrow against the Texas Rangers. Thanks for staying up late with us tonight or if you're listening on the podcast. Thanks for letting everybody rant. Sun's going to come up tomorrow. Guarantee that. And let's make it a great day. Let's refill that glass. It's half full again, all right? It's going to be A-OK. 40 to go. Let's have some fun. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo and to our producer, Matt Sossler. I'm Dom Catronio. Good night. The Brewers fall. They get swept. But another one tomorrow against the Rangers. And until then, keep on swinging.